Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it is September, I think, 15th, right? September, yeah, 15th today, this morning. Uh, it is 6.54 in the morning. Um, kind of got a late start to get out the door, only because um, as I'm going through the Word in this other book, I added a third book to um, to my morning readings, and so I was getting caught up in that. It was super good. But I hope you guys are doing well today. Um, Man, right now it's so nice for the deep south in the summer. It's 74 degrees, and it's a little bit humid, but it's nothing really for us that live here. Um, but I don't know how hot it's going to get, but we'll see. Uh, either way, God's good. He's given me another day. He's given you another day for listening, and for that we can be incredibly thankful. But uh, continuing on, uh, read a few verses here as we go verse by verse from galatians and uh here's what paul says he says my trial my trial which was in my flesh you did not despise or reject but you received me as an angel of god even as christ jesus what then was the blessing you enjoyed for i bear you witness that if possible you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me right there's loyalty uh have i therefore become your enemy because i tell you the truth so paul's kind of pleading his case right he's essentially saying listen guys you were listening to me you were i mean you had the wrong idea of me you thought i was an angel or jesus which no i'm not but you there was weight to the words that i spoke and you believed it you believed me and so has something changed like i'm telling you the truth and you know this is kind of the whole pleading thing when it comes to sharing the lord and the gospel and the things of god the scriptures with others who don't want to believe it or don't want to hear it or uh, just who say they could care less about it and it's like you're pleading with them because i i told you i'm telling you the truth this is the gospel now that's in the context of unbelievers but here in the context paul's talking to believers who were straying away from the truth who were walking away from the faith who were getting lord uh, and drifting away from those things that they held dear, which was the gospel. And that's, you know, the main thing. God, the gospel is the main thing. And so Paul's like, you guys know the truth. You you were listening to me. You were following you. We planted churches throughout the region of Galatia. Like, so what I'm telling you, like, this is the truth. And this is the hard part with people who, who backslide or who drift away from the Lord, or who intentionally walk away. It's hard because you're like, come back. You know, I, you knew the truth. You were walking. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this over the years, honestly. Those who, like someone will lead someone else to the Lord, and that person who is saved will go to church, will plug into all the groups, will grow like crazy in the faith. And then a few years later, the one who led them to the Lord has walked away from the Lord, has drifted away, is out there in the world. And it's like, what? So the person who was influenced and received the gospel by this person, this other person is now out out there in the world. It's like, what? What are you doing? And it's like, you want to plead with them. You want to sometimes grab their shoulders and shake them and go, wake up, you know? Because that's what God does with us oftentimes. But we can't force anyone to do anything. But what we can do 
is talk to them, ask them to consider things, to pray with them, to help to redirect them back on the right path. You guys, because those of us who know the truth, once we start walking away from it or denying it or suppressing it or ignoring it, what's going to happen is confusion. Our joy is going to go away, you know? We're going to be adrift. We're not going to be grounded or established. And we know the contrast, you guys. If you've been walking with the Lord more than like a few years, you know there are times where it's like, wait a second, I've, I've drifted a little bit. You know, it's kind of like in the ocean. You know, if you don't pay attention, you, if you don't pay attention, you drift, right? And all of a sudden your stuff is like way, it's not in line on the beach. It's like way over to the left or to the right because you've drifted and you haven't even known it. It seems like you've been staying still, just swimming in one area, one place. The wave looks the same every time. The waves, they look the same every time they come in. But you look at the shore and you go, where's my stuff? You know, someone stole it. No, it's still there. But you've drifted quite a bit. Because you haven't been paying attention. Well, guys, that's what can happen in the Christian life. When we're not paying attention. When we're just letting things happen. When we're not being proactive, taking initiative, and being intentional with the things of the Lord... We're going to drift. We're going to drift away from the very things that we, held, that we hold true, that we love, that we follow, that changed and saved us. And all of a sudden we realize, oh, i got to get back. And the, the sad part is, you guys, that sometimes people drift away and they never find their way back. And then you get in the whole argument, which I'm not going to address here, of, well, were they even saved? Well, were they bearing fruit? Did they really accept Christ that's between them and the Lord like we, we're not the judges of souls right like we're not the ones who save souls of course that's blasphemy that's the Lord right by the Holy Spirit he saves souls but anyway they drift and it's like what happened you know a few years ago we met a, a couple who are a family that went to our last church in Southern California and haven't seen them for probably eight mm-hmm no probably like six years because there's a picture of us at a restaurant in california when our kids our kids were super small they have a daughter and so they were in florida so like oh cool we get to meet them and so we met them we ate we hung out um and uh, i was talking to the husband and there was a guy who went to our last church who he was awesome man when he was in church like he was like praise the lord he was on fire like big time like he his demeanor, his attitude, everything was contagious because he was just excited. Uh, he was excited about the things of the Lord. It was awesome. And then he'd be gone. And after a few weeks, we'd be like, well, where is he? Where, where, did, where did this person go? I'm not going to say his name, but where did this person go? And after a while, this was kind of a cycle thing. After a few months, he would come back. Be like, oh, Jesus coming back. He was very much like end times, you know. And of course, he is coming back, right? There's the rapture, which we're caught up. And then uh, the second coming is when he comes back with his church. So we're caught up and then we come back with him. But anyway, separate thing. But, um, but he came back and he was passionate. And after some years, you guys, like, there was just this cycle kept going. He would go off, go to the bars, go to the club, sleep around. 
and then repent, come back to church, be there for a while, and then go out again. It's just this vicious cycle, you know. And we pray for him, and and it got to the point, sadly, where it's like, oh, he's gone. Well, we know where he's at. And, you know, people would try to contact him. We would try to meet with him. We try to, but once he was gone, he like cut everyone off, kind of thing. Um, and and it was sad. But I was talking to this husband in Florida as we met this family, and he's like, oh yeah, now he's a. Uh, you know, he's he's going to the same church as us. He's he found his group of men who, you know, they, they, they he was a manly dude, right? They shoot guns, they go hunting, they do this, they do that. And he's like, they meet every single week and he's been like walking strong for for years. And I was like so thankful. So thankful. I used to use this guy as an example of don't drift away, don't walk away, be consistent with life, you know, uh, without saying his name. But I mean, there are a lot of us, you know, a lot of people like that, like that drift away and then come back, drift away and then come back. But he's back and he stayed back. And it's a blessing because he's staying grounded in the truth. And I think one of the big ways in which he does that, he didn't cut himself off from everyone. What he does is he has accountability because he's meeting with people every week. He's meeting with this group of guys. You know, they're having a Bible study. Again, they go shooting. They do different manly things together. And that's what's keeping them grounded. You know, it's once we cut ourselves off from everything and everyone that it's easy to drift. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, we're all different. Some people are super social. Some people are are active. They're extroverts, right? They're just like, ah, let's go hang out with everyone. And But some people aren't. Some people are more antisocial. Maybe some people are awkwardly social, you know? It's just, we're all different. But even then, um, when you plug into a church, and even if you just go once a week, or twice a week, or it's it's a huge thing to be connected with, with other believers. Keeps us in the truth. Prayer keeps us in the truth. Right, we seek the Lord we're intentionally talking to God. It's not just going up into the air, but our words are going up to the ears of the Lord and He wants us to pray. The Word keeps us in the truth, right? We're grounded in God's Word, which is perfect and pure, right? God's Word, prayer, fellowship, and the cross, like Acts 2.42, the four early church activities. The cross of Christ, remembering what Jesus has done for you and for me. Um, the cross of Christ is foolishness to, to those who are perishing, but it's the power to those who are being saved. It's like the cross is powerful, you guys. Remembering what Jesus did for us, that will help us to stay in the truth. Remembering Jesus' work on the cross. I don't want to forget that. You know, we remember that in, the commu- uh, in communion, but also we can just think of it every day like what jesus has done for me what jesus has done for you it's amazing and it's powerful it keeps us in the truth that's a reality not not just a thing we remember but it's a reality that happened he was brutally beaten and crucified so that the perfect lamb of god right take away the sins of the world took our place on the cross should have been us up there crucified but it was jesus who took our place so that we can be saved and rescued stay in the truth don't stray from the truth that's what paul is trying to relay here amen 
stay in the truth well god bless you guys hey i hope you have an amazing rest of your friday and uh, praying for you guys love you guys and we will talk to you soon